Welcome to the Good News with Angie Austin. Now, with the Good News, here's Angie. Hey friend, Angie Austin here with the Good News. We are going to speak about the book, The Seven Resolutions, Where Self-Help Ends and God's Power Begins. Uh, joining us is the author, Carl Clausen. Welcome to the program, Carl. Thank you, Angie. It's a blessing to be with you. Hey, um, give us the website so people know where to go to get info because you have to take a little assessment that will help. So give that first and we'll give it again at the end of the interview. Awesome. Sevenresolutions.com. You can use the digit or spell out the word sevenresolutions.com. And yeah, the assessment is great because a lot of people love to discover things about themselves. This will help you discover what areas can I grow in? Where am I strong? And, and we want to help you fill in those gaps. I love it. All right. So before we start talking about the seven resolutions, uh, tell us about Carl Clausen. Uh, who are you? Give us kind of a little bit of your testimony and then we'll get into the book. I'm a recovering rebel. I was raised in Alaska, sister, and I was uh, I ran a little race called the Iditarod Trail Sled Dog Race when I was 18 in 1979. And it was uh, it was then that I realized, oh, goodness sakes, I was raised in a Christian church, but I knew I didn't know the real living God. I didn't know it then, but I realized that something wasn't working because after the conquest of really completing that race, I was so empty, Angie. Nothing could fill that void. So after years of really running from God and living hellish, uh, cocaine addictions that got out of control, I had cocaine busted by the feds at Anchorage International Airport, God really got a hold of my life, Angie. And I was one broken young man in uh, early 1984. I was driving down a road in Anchorage, and God just said to me, are you done yet? And on that day, I wasn't in church. I wasn't in church. I was just driving down a road. But boy, did I go to church with God. And it was awesome. He saved my soul. And I have been rolling with Jesus ever since. And I, I got to tell you, it's it's been an incredible rush to be that radically redeemed. And now, many years later, be able to say it, it held. It held water. I love it that uh, you're rolling with Jesus. I, I love this little this little snippet. This book will teach you how to overthrow old patterns, create new life systems, and take hold of God's promises. So you go through the coke bust and you know the emptiness and the nothingness. And so where are you now? I understand you too are a radio guy. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Chicago. We host a little radio show on Moody Radio that has about 280,000 listeners a week. And it's an awesome thing to be a part of this year. And you know, God's making a change, but due in largest part to the fact that, you know, Christian radio, I'm so glad that you even went after this because it's, Angie, we can't, time is now. We've got to make disciples in our country. We can't, we can't diddly dink around anymore, Angie. We can't just play a few songs and kind of pat a few heads. We got to help people understand that God wants them to walk in victory and he's got a plan and it's real and it's powerful and it's called discipleship. And so that's what we do in the mornings and really everything about breaking free from self-help and living in God's power. That's what I aim to do. So you're involved in ministry in Chicago, the radio, and in person. You're involved in uh, church as well? Yeah, we planted a church on the south side of Chicago. We have about 17 languages spoken in our church, Whoa. and it is awesome. It is it is awesome. Now, we're overcoming a tide here in Chicago 
because it's a post-Christian world that we live in now, but downtown Chicago, whew, I don't think, um, I think there's probably 2% of that population in the 2.some million right in the immediate downtown that would even uh, consider going to church on a regular basis or being part of small groups. So we've got a huge mission field every morning when we wake up in Chicago. And I'm assuming that uh, Carl and crew mornings on Moody Radio in Chicago, I'm assuming that you're uh, that you live stream as well or have podcasts. Yeah, we do. We we live stream and uh, and then we we do what's called a little best of. So, yeah, we give people the best 45 minutes. It's a four hour radio show. So it's Ooh. a chunk. But, yeah, we uh, we give away about 45 minutes, 50 minutes of some of our best content. You go, guy. I mean, four hours. I just quit doing four hours. And I have to tell you, I've been doing this program. I left TV news because I was uh, sick of doing the bad news in L.A., Denver, San Diego, Santa Barbara. (laughs) Worked for all the major networks. And I thought, well, I'm going to start the good news. Well, just uh, January, I was going to just hang up the towel. My co-host, he decided he was, uh, you know, no longer going to, you know, uh, do the program. And uh, then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to keep the good news going. And I have to tell you, what a blessing. Because just, just doing it. A shorter show and having Christians like you join me. It's been so inspirational for me. So I'm assuming it is for other people listening as well. And uh, God just works in interesting ways that he's like, well, just keep it going in a you know shorter form. I mean, I was done. I told everyone that we were done with the show. And so then I just wrote to my boss and said, eh, what about a shorter version? He was on board. Way Mike was go. like, sure. So I love it that you're doing four hours. I admire you for that. It does. Ta- it takes well, a lot out of you to get up early in the morning. It takes it out of you. It does, it out of you, but but there's so many lives that are being transformed. It's it's worth it all. It really is. It is. Well, let's talk about then, Carl. The uh, seven resolutions where self help ends and God's power begins. Let's break it down and start giving uh, some people some help because I think there's a a lot of hurting people out there. I've got three teenagers, and I know my son is just really going through the grinder this year. So from you know kids yeah. to seniors, people need help. Yeah, and here's we've almost shot ourselves in the foot in American Christianity, and I say American Christianity because our brothers and sisters around the globe, especially in 1040 window, places like Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, and then China, the underground church, there is such persecution for many brothers, most brothers so and sisters around so the world, true. that they're forced to their knees in dependence on God. But what we've done in America is we've almost layered over the American dream over God's vision for life, and they don't they don't jive. And here's where the here's where we fall apart in our lives become a wreck. We receive Christ by grace through faith, and that requires total humility. Got to come to the end of ourselves. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. And then in this Americanized Christianity, and it's everywhere. We try to get up in our own strength and in our own power and with our own self-help, and we try to live the Christian life, and we go by shoulds and ought tos and obligation, and we walk away from the very power that saved us is the same power that wants to carry us. But we go out living this performance Christianity, and Angie, it's impotent, sister. There is no power in it. And this is what I'm, I'm, I want to be on the front row of seeing an awakening in America. I want to witness something where people are experiencing real breakthrough, that battles are won, that hurts, habits, 
hang-ups. They're getting victory over. We've got too many Christ followers living with 20% of their life living in the shadows because they can't get victory over whatever that is. And God wants to give them victory. Does it mean we're sinless? No. But do we have to live with paralyzing uh, inadequacies in our life? No. That is not God's plan for no, us. No, it's not. And the secret, the secret is humility and dependence on God. That's I always think that as a Christian, Carl, my vision is when we don't live up to his full potential and we sit in the lazy boy of life waiting for God to knock on the door, come down the chimney to give us our calling or for Jesus to send us a text while we sit in the lazy boy like, oh, here's your calling. No, we, we have to like get out there. And my, my visual is always we're kicking sand in the face of the Lord. Like when we when we don't um, uh, live up to our full potential and make an effort to truly yeah. be a Christian who's living up to his calling. It's just like kicking sand in the face of the Lord. Oh, sister, it's, and, and here's what's grieving his heart. I like the Westminster Confession. I love what John Piper, uh, the little tweak he put on it because it's so solidly biblical. God is most glorified in us as we are most satisfied in him. What C.S. Lewis says, and I love this quote, he says, if you consider the unblushing promises of God, it would appear that we have not shot for too much, but we've settled for too pitiful little. And that's what we've done. We've mm-hmm. settled for too pitiful little. And I'm just wanting people to take hold of, and I'm not talking, I'm not talking polyester suit manipulation guy, late night TV, pumping sunshine and selling Jesus. I'm talking about living in the power of the Holy Spirit, Angie. That's what I'm talking about. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, um, in the book, uh, we're talking uh, the first, well, first of all, you do an introduction talking about radical change as possible. And chapter one, yeah. you talk about wrecked. And again, if you're just joining us, the seven resolutions.com. Uh, and the book is the seven resolutions where self-help ends and God's power begins. So, um, and by the way, I just have to say as an aside, I can't believe you ever used cocaine because obviously, Carl, the Lord did bless you with an abundance of energy. So I can't even imagine you <laughs> on, you know, uh, what is equivalent to 10 pots of coffee. So. Let, let me let me tell you something, sister. I was dangerous at the bars before I was in Christ, and it's a miracle I lived through it. Let's Sounds just put it like that it. Way. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the bottom line. This is the kicker. Uh, a couple of things that I want I want I want anyone to know. One is, even though I I went to some recovery groups. Being haven't been a pastor, I was lead pastor of what became the largest church in Alaska, and now I'm doing a church plant, and I'm on radio in Chicago. Here's what I've learned, and I only say that because I've been around enough to see this. We do the church a disservice when we have recovery ministries. I'm not against recovery ministries. I love it, but here's the problem. And I've talked to all of my friends in recovery ministries, and they go, man, that is the problem. The problem is this. We create this false dichotomy. We say we've got those in recovery over here, and we almost get a kind of bless your heart attitude toward them. You know, they're struggling with drug abuse and alcohol abuse and porn abuse. And by the way, there's only a scant small percentage that go to recovery ministry for porn abuse. The vast, vast, vast majority never go there, but just battle with it. Mm -hmm. So we we got all this going on. Here's the reality. We're all in recovery, Angie. How true. We've got re- we're all in recovery. Everyone's in recovery. This isn't just that those guys over there. 
So my great concern for someone listening is that we've we've kind of uh, bifurcated our life, and if we don't have kind of drug abuse or alcohol abuse, we think, well, I'm really not in recovery. Yes, you are. I don't care. I don't care what we're recovering from. We are new in Christ, but God's taken all these old tapes, all these old habits, all these old funky idiosyncrasies that we have, and he is making us new. That is a recovery process. Sanctification includes recovery. And I just want us all to know, rub-a-dub-dub, we're all in the recovery big old hot tub here. And I don't care how powerful you've been transformed by God, and I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care what you're recovering from. We're all in recovery, Angie. That's that's got to be at the forefront. I love that you say that. We have to take a break here, but I love that you say that because I have another anchor woman friend, and she said, hey, um, I'm trying to find a night when I can go to like a Bible study, and I found this one, you know, to celebrate recovery, and I was thinking about going there, and I go, recover from what? She goes, anything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anything. <laughs> so Okay, anything, you know, I mean, all kinds of stuff. All right, uh, stick around, everybody. Uh, We are doing a great interview. Carl, what a blessing to have you. The book is The Seven Resolutions Where Self-Help Ends and God's Power Begins. I was just going to keep you for one segment, Carl, but you're too stinking good, so you'll have to stick around because we're not Well, hang on. (laughs) I'll hang on. Let's talk about the power of God to change lives. (laughs) We'll be right back. Lakewood is locked in to the mighty 670 KLT, Denver. You just bought a new car, and it's everything you dreamed of and more. But it's not. You have so many memories with your old car, it almost feels like a family member. So you want to make sure it goes to a good home. You'll feel comfortable knowing that when you donate your car to ARC thrift stores, you're giving to a good cause. You can donate anything with wheels, even motorcycles. And when you donate your vehicle, you get a tax deduction. It feels good to give back. As you say farewell to your old vehicle, rest assured that your donation is making a difference by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities live on their own and have jobs. Donate your car to ARC Thrift Stores today. Visit arcthrift.com for more information about the car donation program. That's arcthrift.com, where your good memories of that old car can become new ones for people with disabilities. Angie Austin here with the good news. We are talking with Carl Clausen. He is the author of The Seven Resolutions, Where Self-Help Ends and God's Power Begins. The website is the7resolutions.com if you want to take the survey there and get a little help yourself. And as Carl mentioned in the first segment, we are all recovering from something. And I was joking that my girlfriend, who's uh, an anchor woman as well, we've worked in TV news together, said, let's go to this uh, Celebrate Recovery. And I was like, recover from what? And she's like, anything, everything. And so you said we are all recovering. Angie, I love your friend, man. She's nailed it. She's We're all in recovery. I mean, and here's the thing. I, I'll tell you what, the, the, my biggest recovery is, well, let me put it this way. I wrote in the book, I've been saved twice. Actually, it's more than that. Now, somebody's listening going, oh, we got a heretic on the horn here. No, hold on. I believe when you're born again, you are your soul is secure for eternity. But here's the problem. We have to get saved from broken systems 
often which are in the church. And some of the broken systems, in fact, that's all, the seven resolutions are all about restoring systems that have been broken. Because Jeremiah 2, prophet says, you've done two things. You've forsaken these living waters, and you have carved out broken cisterns, which were reservoirs to hold water. And he said this, they leak. And because we have broken systems in our lives, We're all in recovery. God wants to heal what is broken. But some of us need to come to the point where we recognize, oh, God, the same God who radically saved me is the one who wants to go on and transform me. uh, Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 says that the grace of God had been revealed, saving us and training us, training us to renounce sin, to overcome hurts, habits, hang-ups, you name it. And so here's the, here's the tragedy. We were on our knees to be born again, and then we stood up on our feet thinking we need to walk out our salvation. I've been in front of groups with men. I was at, with a group of men from Scottsdale Bible Church down in Williams, Arizona. We had about 500 men. And I said, all right, gentlemen, here's the deal. You got saved here. And I fall on my knees. And then I said, here's the problem. You got up and started thinking, I need to now go honor God. I need to go please God. I need to go. And I said, here's the problem. You can't do it. In our weakness, he is strong. Blessed are the poor in spirit. In the way, what, what do we find? This is so cool. Therefore, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to walk in him. You know, we received a broken, absolutely abandoned of self. The, the great problem here in the broken system that we have, and I'm sorry for hammering this hard, Angie, but this is killing us. We have got a self-help approach to spiritual growth in the church, and we're wondering why we aren't growing. And it's because we can't do it. This has to be Holy Spirit power or it won't happen. And if you're just joining us, Carl Clausen is talking about his book, uh, The Seven uh, Resolutions, and uh, overthrowing old patterns, creating new life systems, taking hold of God's promises. And I love it that you break it down. One, join God. Two, think truth. Three, kill sin. Four, choose friends. Five, take risks. Six, focus effort. And seven, redeem time. So when you say that you, you know, when you won this war over, well, that the Lord won this war over the cocaine, the whiskey, and the bad choices, and now you're yeah. a pastor at 180 Church uh, that you uh, uh, yeah. have in Chicago, uh, and you're doing Carl and Crew Mornings on Moody Radio in Chicago. Okay, so complete transformation. Now, I, I kind of see what you're saying by chose, uh, saved more than once, that the original saving, that's the saving. But I feel like I was given a couple more like wake up calls, like not necessarily saved again, but like wake up because you're saved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my theology is solid here in that I've, and I, I absolutely believe that when you are born again, no one can snatch you from the hand of God. Right. So I'm doing a play on words here. So God saved my soul, but he since then saved me over and over again from thinking that is it is my strength that's going to get me growing up in him. And by the way, this isn't new. Uh, in Galatians chapter 3, got a Bible in front of me. I'm going to whip it open. Check this out. This is great. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me only ask you this, Paul asks, did you receive the Holy Spirit by works of the law 
or by hearing with faith, obviously with faith. And then he asks this question, are you so foolish? Having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Whoo, the flesh is self-help. The Spirit is God's power. The goal of the Christian life, Angie, is the one who found you in brokenness, that he will continue to find you in your desperate need for God, and that by the power and the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you will walk free from all of these things that have been in the shadows for too long. Well, I, I totally think you're following the Bible and the way you're explaining it, because I can completely relate. So if the seven resolutions, the first is to join God and then think truth, kill sin and choose friends, etc. Yeah. Uh, break down some of these for us so we can get a little help, yeah. help ourselves. Yeah, this is good. Um, the, the, to be powerfully positioned to join God, the key word is humility. Mm-hmm. Andrew Murray wrote in his book, Humility, he wrote this, this sentence, and boy, did it knock me over. He said, humility is the one virtue that gives birth to every other virtue. And humility isn't thinking little of yourself. It's thinking much of God and getting up underneath his righteousness. And mm-hmm. here's what's amazing. There's no gray zone on humility or pride. God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. He gives power to the humble. So if we want God's power, we got to stay in this posture of humility. And that's oftentimes seen as high road Christianity, but actually that's entry level stuff. Mm-hmm. Staying humble is critical. If I want to be a great husband, a husband to my bride of 34 years, I, there's one thing I can do. If I try to bootstrap and I go, I'm going to be a good husband, I'm going to do this. No way. But if I listen to the Spirit, let Him lead me into what He wants me to do and say, man, I'm a Angie, breaking news. I'm not a bad husband when God leads me, mm-hmm. but I'm poor when I lead my own self. Mm-hmm. So yeah, these, these resolutions are designed to break old systems. Um, the fact is, choosing friends, if you've got elevator up or elevator down friends, if you've got friends that are taking you down, you are never going to move forward with God. You've got to get them off the elevator. Now, that doesn't mean be mean. Don't tell them, oh, Pastor Carl, this guy on radio told me i got to can you. No, but it means getting some distance between you and people that aren't bringing you up in Christ. Mm-hmm. Time redemption is my last resolution in here. Look, we, we've got 24 hours in a day. That is so many hours. And I'm not asking you to get busy. I'm just asking you to claim time because Gordon McDonald said it years ago, unseized time flows to our weaknesses every time, Angie. And if we want to give glory to God, I just grabbed seven of what I would consider to be the, the pillars of the faith. You get these seven resolutions surrendered before God. Woo! Like I like to say, Katie, bar the door. You're going to see something happen. Mm-hmm. So if the book is about winning these battles, and so we're to believe God's promises, and then we follow his plan um, and overcome, you know, these things that are defeating us, these seven resolutions get us on that track, whether it means being a big addiction like gambling or alcohol or drugs or just being lazy or uh, talking, uh, you know, uh, talking uh, down to your children or using curse words or gossiping at work. It it doesn't have to be a big bad habit. You can kill all these, try to kill all these bad habits. And that's why you say we're always in recovery. Yes, you nailed it. I mean, that you nailed it. I don't need to elaborate. You nailed it. Oh, we're done then. We're done. We'll just wrap this up. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So I, so we'll, I, I want to have you back again, but I want to talk a little bit too about your church and why you um, started this church in South Chicago. I mean, I, I'm going to Chicago in two weeks and I know that's not exactly the, for a pastor, the most luxurious, easy to run church in the easiest to run area that you kind of dove yeah. right in. Uh, you know, uh, and again, we're talking about the seven resolutions where self-help ends and God's power begins with Carl Clausen. But uh, we've got about three minutes left. I want to talk yeah. a little bit about this church and why you set it up there. Uh, that 180 is what you call it, right? Yeah, 180 Chicago. And it's, uh, it's really cool. Um, it's the least church area in Chicagoland. We can go to the Burbs and reach a ton more people. But if you want to go to an area that doesn't have a lot of church people, and very few churches can even survive in the South Loop. Um, that's where we decided to set it up. We've got some space in a private school, and we actually have some parking spaces, which is rare. Parking spaces are like gold in Chicago. Oh. And, you know, I got to tell you, um, we're seeing the presence and power of God. And here's the key. The key is when you plant a church and your commitment is to make disciples, not to gather attendees, man, people are dying to see their lives changed. And we're finding that if you just not only tell people we're here to help you really be changed, become a disciple of Christ, not look, that's great that you're coming to church, but if our, if we do church planting and run our churches for the purpose and our primary metrics is how many people come and are coming and how much money is being given, we've lost it. If our primary measurement, our metric is how many disciples are we making, woo, now we're talking, Angie, and that's what we're doing on the south side of Chicago in the South Loop. You know, I, uh, I admire you for going into an area like that, you know, having grown up poor and I lived in low-income housing and, you know, lots of drugs and alcohol in my family, lost a brother to murder, one to drug addiction. My mm-hmm. father was estranged for us for like 30 years. So I always thought to myself, you know, I'm in low-income housing in Boulder, Colorado. It's a lot different than south side Chicago. So I always felt blessed that I was poor uh, in, in, you know, bad circumstances in a city where I could, you know, claw my way out of poverty, whereas some of these kids don't even have a chance. They don't have anyone to aspire to be like. They don't have any role model that's going to church. I didn't get saved until I was living with relatives and in foster care. So that's when I was um, brought into that, you know, um, situation and knew that I could educate myself, you know, out of poverty. But I just feel for these kids that don't have a chance to claw their ways, their way out. So I really admire Uh, you for setting up the church there. And I want to make sure people can find your radio show, your book and your church. So give us the lowdown on how to reach you for all these venues. Yeah, you know, the the, the, the main thing with the book is um, I'm not going to be, I have no intentions of writing another book. This is, I'm going to be coaching around this. We're going to be equipping around this. We're at blogs around it. So you, everything you need is one stop, and it's sevenresolutions.com. More than anything, I want people to take the free assessment. Just take it, sevenresolutions.com. I think you're going to find it to be really encouraging, and it will hopefully spark an interest where you grab the book and start digging through it. So yeah, we're committed to this. I want to, this, I'm committed to making disciples and the church is a 180 Chicago dot church. And we're in uh, South loop of Chicago. 
Uh, we got up and outers, down and outers, and 17 languages spoken. So if you know anyone or if you're coming through Chicago, we'd love to have you. It's pretty cool. And then uh, Carl and crew on Moody Radio in Chicago, where do you yeah. find that? Boy, I got so many irons in the fire here, Angie. My goodness. Um, so I'm doing a morning show, and it's easy to find us. We got a ton of followers on Facebook and Instagram. Just go to Carl with a K, Carl and crew. Uh, and you'll find our page right there. Follow along. and We're all about making disciples. That's everything that we're doing, Angie. I love it. Carl, we're out of time. I'll have you back. Carl Clausen, thank you so much. Thank you, sister. Blessings. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM 670 KLTT.